The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 for me. Because I'm a tax man. Yeah. Good morning, Perry. Good morning, Mark. You found financial food for thought. Carrie, did you get your tax return? I so. did mine before April 15th, Mark. I got my extension request <laughs> out in time, I hope. Just right. get it done. To me, by the time you calculate what you owe or if you're, why would you just not file it? Well, speaking of taxes, we had the Supreme <laughs> Court come down their decision this week about Trump. President Trump. So the Nancy had a few words to say about Decision enables uh, it, it, to enable the You're a little Trump trouble getting administrations. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what they're even saying about. I, it. I don't know I what she's saying. <laughs> one thing, and then the other people are saying another. But whatever it is, it's not good news for the president of the United States. Uh, it is uh, uh, a, a path that uh, we we will take. So I put out a statement. I don't see it here. Do we have a copy? You can't find her statement. <laughs> Do we? So uh, where was it. her staff at? So, She's not wearing a mask, by but the way. But anyway, you'll, you don't need me to give you a piece of paper uh, to have what the statement is. What? But it took me a little longer to get out here because I and wanted no one knows to what talking about. to the uh, bottom the end of the decision. And uh, Chief Justice specifically speaks to the fact that the president is not above the law. See, that's her only and point. That was something that well, no was, one's above the law, supposedly, uh, except for some politicians. Right, they, she just got the statement, Carrie. In the decision, oh, here we go. including two of his recent appointments. Uh, a careful, you know, let me say, a careful reading of the Supreme Court ruling related to the president's financial records is not good news for President Trump. The court has reaffirmed the Congress's authority to conduct oversight on behalf of the American people as it asks for further information from Congress. Congress's constitutional is really understand Trump's to uncover tax the truth specifically related to the president's Russia connection. Uh, oh my gosh, here we go, Russia again. Continue to Let it go. Oh. That, was it, that was it. You know, the Russia connection. I mean, you got to throw that back out you know, there. I, I, you know, again, you know, I've filled, I've filled out a few tax returns in my career, right? And there. I don't think Trump does his own tax return, by the way. Yeah. I, I have a feeling um, Donald Trump hired a lot of very smart people to do his tax returns. And I don't think, you know, it's going to, if we do get, get, if we do, if we did see his tax returns, I don't think it's going to sway any person's vote. In the whole country. No, I don't think, uh, you know. I mean, I don't know what. Would... And I think more if he didn't want to release it because they wanted him to release it was more because of the point well, than it is that he's necessarily hiding anything. Again, you know, I, I again, you know, I'm not, you know, the, I don't, you know, the term revenue code, I understand is, is kind of long and there's a lot of forms, but I'm not exactly sure which, you know, internal revenue code form number, carry that you file to report your Russian conspiracy earnings. Do you, do you know which one <laughs> exactly. that is? Exactly. So I mean, I, how, I don't think it's going to say like on the, with the if we ever get to see his tax returns. And by the way, we're not going to see him before the election. You know, right. it's just going to be held up in court. So you know, so so what Nancy Pelosi was basically saying was that um, it's it the reason why it's a big win or bad news, as she said it, or not good news. Not bad news, it's just not good news. Is that what she said? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what she, she said. She said a lot of, like, nonsense. But she's just saying that, you know, President Trump isn't above the law. Is that like a... Th- a project, or you know, a, 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 that that as soon as he's out of office, they're going to go. At, I don't know. I you know, I don't know. Um, but uh, again, I, the reason why I hope President Trump 
I mean, we may see his tax returns if he decides to release them before right. the election. Um, but other than of him deciding that, that I don't. I don't think that's going to be a make or break the election. Um, and but again, even if he did release them or they're leaked or whatever, I don't think it's going to sway one person's vote one way or the other. I don't think they're going to unveil Russian conspiracy theories either. Um, so you know, and and. So we'll talk, uh, you know, the reason why I want to see, you know, because mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I want to see what he's doing because mm-hmm. he's probably got a lot, like you said, he's, I'm sure he hires the best tax, uh, you know, right. I'm sure it's attorneys like, it's like, remember money can R- buy. Romney. I mean, he had some great strategies that everybody could use. Yeah. And, and I want to know what they're doing, um, you know, because, you know, maybe they've got some good ideas. That's the difference between people who just let things fall where they may or people who take action when it comes to their fight and they're being very we talk on the show lately a lot more about being proactive and when you're not sure what you can do um, that's when it's time to take action and be proactive about your financial life you're listening to financial food for thought we're here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10 Um, we're here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life whether you're working or you're in retirement whether you're married single second marriage, divorce, widowed. Um, we help all kinds of people in different circumstances. And we've been around more than 35 years helping people in the greater Cleveland area build custom financial plans. We are fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planners. What we do is the financial modeling, the financial plans, look at all your assets. Can we make it better? Um, again, we don't do investments. We look at your assets in terms of risk, growth, and tax efficiency. Um, but helping people build a realistic plan many you know a lot of people may have a clear picture of where they'd like to be financially in their goals when they'd like to retire or possibly where they'd like to spend money um but it's a lot of people are fuzzy on how to make that happen or they know their budget in the next couple of years but how they don't see how possibly you know how they could accomplish those long-term financial goals and modeling allows you actually makes those things that you're maybe not sure on the how um very clear because it's a financial roadmap and that's what we do for our clients and also help people with the things that they're worried about certainly people are worried about the economic uncertainty and not sure, you know, as far as between COVID and everything that but the election year and everything else going on, people are very concerned about their long term financial security. So we can model in the, you know, worst case scenario and see how you would need to adjust. We offer a free consultation for people who want to come in and look at their issues and see if and how we can help. Like I said before, we're fee based, but like our plans are customized. So our plan, our fees, we have both hourly and retainer options and offer free consultations either by phone or in person, um, either way to make it easier for you. And we'll only recommend our services if you're someone who can help, but you'll definitely will point out areas that you may not be aware of potential problems so you can take advantage of a consultation again by phone or in person at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com if you want to do due diligence angie's angie's list has reviews we've won the super service award multiple years thank you for our clients for doing those reviews we've been around a lot over 35 years so we've um been with clients for a very long time and helping people through different phases of their process also accredited members of the better business bureau and i know we have incentives on our website for people who do come in during a certain time frame but this year um i was thinking about it just because police and different people are getting like defund and all these really negative things that for people who are veterans police firefighters first responders any of those people um, will give you added incentive to what's on the website if you end up working with us. Only because I've met with some firefighters and police officers recently and, you know, who are retiring and they have the drop fund and helping them with all those issues. And I feel like they deserve um, an extra incentive. So that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Thanks. That's Carrie Waddell. My name is Mark Donnelly and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. So, you know, it's interesting. You heard Nancy Pelosi, you know, saying, well, Trump. You know, so so did you hear the report who asked her about her tax returns? No, I no, I did not. Let's see if I can find this. Because, you know, the point is, Nancy, if you're so anxious for Trump to release his, have you released yours? Which he hasn't. So let's see if I can. 
if I can find this. They've been reacting to the Supreme Court decision on President Trump's tax returns. And given that you're third in line to the presidency, will you release your tax returns going at some point in the near future? Hmm. Well, I'm actually second in line. <laughs> and when and if I decide to run for president, I will most certainly release my tax returns. But that's a, uh, but the fact is, I wish the rest of the con uh, calls will extend the courtesy to Sanisha, Renee, and Keith, and certainly President Saunders. And focus on the issue at hand. I guess, so, so I don't think she was too happy that she got that question. Oh, yeah. Isn't it fair game? I, you know what? I would love every politician to have to release their tax return and show their income. I, I bet I, it's a little bit higher than what the government's paying them. I, I, I'd rather have them take a drug test first, Carrie, <laughs> I, 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 and and get rid of term limits. You know, that, I mean, you mean institute term limits. Yeah, what did I say? You said get rid of them. Well, I'm like, yeah, yeah they yeah. did that. Get rid I, of them by I instituting. Think, that's what I meant I, to but say. But I think that's what the problem is. I think term limits should be for every political position. All right. Um, so the question is, you know, if you're, um, you may be asking, forget about Trump's or Nancy Pelosi's tax returns. You may be saying, where's my refund? They're All delayed right. a little bit. I'll, I'll do bet. Um, <laughs> you, you know, um, so, you know, so we heard a little bit from. Um, Chuck Reddick this week, Carrie. Okay. Because you know I kind of always say, where is Chuck? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if people don't know, a lot of people might not even know who he is. Okay. He is the IRS commissioner. Okay. Kind of an important position in a uh, re- global recession, you know, uh, with all with major tax laws being passed. Right. The Secure Act, the CARES Act, um, and everything else. So, so they, so he was in, uh, he was at a finance uh, committee hearing, you know, on, on Capitol, Capitol Hill. And they're asking, you know, so so he was giving an update of the status of the IRS. OK. Um, and, you know, he's kind of saying, yeah, we're, we're you know, we're a little bit behind. All right. Because, you know, they had to shut down, too. Right. So in the pandemic, they had to shut their offices and mm-hmm. they had to at the same time, um you know, they had to refocus because that's when the CARES Act, that's when everyone was going to get the stimulus checks, right? right? So they had to get all those stimulus checks out. So they that had to, was a priority was over a priority. the refund. And they were so busy on that. Actually, they sent about a billion more out to dead people than what they should have. That's how busy they were. I, I think they should have been more careful. Out. Don't, you know, again, now. Um, but anyways, now that the stimulus checks have been out, um, and that the filing deadline has come and gone, you know, July 15th, um, they're saying they're going to, and their offices are reopening mm-hmm. right now. They have to, they said, he said, it's going slow, you know, because they got to, you know, they're doing as quickly as they can, but you know, they've got to socially, you know, distance and well, aren't you, you know, aren't they in a bunch of cubicles anyway? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to just walk around the IRS offices. Uh, I haven't had the uh, pleasure of being invited no, into one, but so, maybe yeah. like I've heard some offices are doing one way. If there's a bunch of cubicles, you can't walk like yeah it's like a one but i know street. i think i think they're do, doing extra shifts so you can well that's good they should and then, you know have people spread out what have you but so it's going to take time um and so in the meantime the the returns that were mailed in like the robots can probably handle the electronic you know returns carry right mm-hmm. um but you know there's still a lot of paperwork that's sitting around in boxes because they've been shut down right um so, um, you know, he said, you know, there's about 12.3 million pieces of correspondence that have to be open. And, you know, and now they said I think they, they need to go to first, second and third shift. Now, if so, now chances are if every all the Americans who are filing electronically have. Right. So, right. The, so he said that they've processed about one hundred and thirty million you know, 2019 returns already. Well, that's pretty good, though. Um, yeah, and I don't know how many are actually filed. I imagine right. 140 to 150 million, um, you know, the, which is about what they say the workers are, right, employed. Uh, not, but, you know, because remember, even if you're unemployed, you still have to file a tax return for last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe there's another 15 or 20 to go. Maybe 12 to 15, you know, 15 is sitting around in inboxes, you know. Um, so eventually they'll get to it. But, you know, the point is... Um, don't be concerned yet, you know, because we've had some clients say, right. Mark, 
I, should I be worried? Because I didn't wait to file July 15th. I filed long before then. Right. I filed April 15th, even right. though I didn't have to. But I don't have my refund yet. Well, that's because nobody opened your return. You right. know, and, it, and nobody was there. You or know, it's and, taken a while to process. Yeah. So, you know, don't panic yet. All right. Um, you, you know. Uh, and I heard, Mark, I don't know if um, that they're possibly paying people interest. I've not heard that. I did hear that. I read an article yesterday. I don't know how true that was. Okay. Chuck didn't mention that at the <laughs> hearing. Um, but um, but he did mention that, he, you know, he says about around 98% of all returns with refunds are processed and paid within 21 days. And I guess what they say is within 21 days. Of that, opening that it? They, that, yeah, that they've looked at. Um, so, so I guess you can start the 21-day counter now. Um, you know, Carrie, I, kidding aside, I mean, the IRS gets a bad rap. Right. Um, it's almost, it's almost like analogous to like the Vietnam vets when they came home. You know, I mean, don't, I really don't blame the IRS. Right. They don't pass the tax laws. Right. They don't make the changes. They don't create, they don't manage their own budget. Um, you know, when, when the politicians say slash, uh, you know, 20, 25% of your workforce, they have to do it. Okay. Uh, they're probably working with. They're probably not working with the most updated computer systems. Right, because of budget cuts. Um, you know, so don't. I, I really don't blame the IRS. Okay. Now, Mark, I did find the article because I thought you were going to talk about it today. It was yesterday. Um, actually, the Business Insider said taxpayers who file their return on or before July fifteenth under the new filing and are owed a refund will earn interest. Five percent during a certain time period, three percent. They said just as they would charge you interest if so, they are actually. So I was shocked. Um, Yeah. If you had a refund issue and didn't get it between April 15th and June 30th, you get the five percent between July 1st and September 30th. You get three percent. Okay, that was annual. So not much. But they said that's why you might get two separate checks because they're going to send those separately. All right. That's a first. So, all right. So, what else? A bit very busy week, Carrie. Right? We had the, um, you know, we we had the uh, jobless claims. We had retail sales. Um, so, retail sales came in good, Carrie. Right? Um, okay. You know, uh, you know, they they was uh, projected to, you know, be a five. Remember last month, it was the huge increase, right? It was the like the the greatest increase, you know, ever since they've been keeping stats. You know, that was the opening. So then, and then that was May, and then June. Um, yeah, it was forecasted to be a five percent increase. It actually, uh, expanded uh, seven and a half percent. Okay, so um, is but now there are a lot of people are worried that the reopening we're going to start closing up again, right? Um, because of the pandemic um, virus. Um, you know, Ohio. You know, and and. W- so what's happening in Ohio? Because Governor DeWine had, you know, we're, you know, he had kind of was giving out weird messages this last week, right? We're not really sure what the rules are going to be going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Ohio weekly jobless claims came in at thirty five thousand four twenty two. Um, it's a little bit higher than the previous week, so that's not a good sign. Um, you know, over, uh, you know, over the 17 weeks of the Rona, you know, since the Rona, you know, shut mm-hmm. down and everything, um, they have, uh, Ohio has paid out $5.2 billion in unemployment benefits, okay, um, to 747,000 um, unemployed Ohio individuals. Um, also, you've got the, you know, the extra federal mm-hmm. $600 a week. Um, you know, the pandemic unemployment, you know, assistance, right, or, or whatever it's called. Um, and so Ohioans have gotten about $4.1 billion of those, okay? Um, so, you know, also we found out that the uh, Ohio Department of Jobs and Family Services kind of came out this week and said that, you know, Ohio is eligible to um, go the extension of the unemployment. You know, normally – the unemployment benefit exhausts after 26 weeks, Gary, right? But in in certain economic hardships, they get, you know, states get to, you know, extend it. So Ohio is, and so there's an additional 20 weeks. Um, that's almost, you know, almost a full year, you know, that that they that they you can uh, collect those. Um, so we'll see. Um, 
with that. So, it, you know, so again, some mixed signals, um, good earnings report, um, not earnings, well, earnings, it's earnings season. Okay? That's the other thing I was going to talk about. You know, it's earnings season, right? They seems like it, it seems like I was just talking about earnings, wasn't it? Um, but we always, uh, you know, so are you ready to play the earnings uh, game? Okay. Here, the, you know, um, so we'll do that today, right? That's where, you know, I name some companies. And Carrie tries to guess if they uh, beat, meet, or um, miss. Okay. All right. Um, so we'll do a little bit about that today. Um, also, I've been talking about, um, you know, should you be building a plan R, right? In other words, um, one of the things that, you know, we've been talking about for for weeks, not months, years actually on this radio show program is that, um, you know, the idea of financial planning is that you, you want to be, you know, always working on staying active on your long term financial plan. And you do that with modeling techniques, right? You're saying, OK, based on a certain set of circumstances that I believe are the most, you know, uh, realistic or the most accurate today. Um, what does my future economic financial picture looks like, right? Uh, and so you say, well, Mark, then you know, you're you you always talk about like the earnings reports or mm-hmm. the um, congressional legislative, you know, the bills that may or may not right. pass, you know, or or who cares about the retail sales or the jobless claims, right? And, and you know, aren't those things? Are those are all those things that you say are beyond my control, Mark? Right? Yeah, so, so Nothing why? I, right. So why should I worry about fi- you know trying to do my financial planning for things that I cannot control? Okay. Um, well, yes and no, <laughs> Carrie. Mm-hmm. I guess is my response to that. Um, yes, you know some of these things, you know, are beyond your control, right? I mean, right. And there's a, certainly a lot going on today that is. I have no control over. Right. I mean, you can't control the stock market, right? Um, you can't control, you know, the uh, 100-year uh, viruses. Right. Um, or whether you catch it or not, or whether how long it's going to take to get a uh, treatment or a mm-hmm. vaccine, right? Um, you can't, you know, control what the, our politicians vote on in Congress. No. <clears throat> right? Um, but that um, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be reviewing how you might have to adjust your financial planning decisions, Carrie, as a result of these uncontrollable events, right? Um, Because you do can control your financial decisions that you can make Mm -hmm. or what assumptions you want to put into your financial model, all right? Um, So how do we do that for our clients? Well, we use multiple models, right? You know, in other words, you always hear us talking about plan A, plan B, Mm -hmm. or sometimes we're talking about plan R, right? Which this year could stand for the Rona plan, right? Or, or maybe, um, the, 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 you know, uh, the, the recovery plan, you know, or relief plan. In other words, um, you know, if you're stressed out because you're just saying, well, I don't know if I can retire, if I don't know if I can buy that new house or how much of a new house can buy, I don't know if um, I can, cons- how long I can support my, um, my child who is, is not launched yet because everything is shut down. Um, I don't even know, you know, our co- you've got one going off to college, Carrie. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, you know, going, going, how's that even going to work? Right. Um, and, and we know a lot of people are stressed in Cleveland. Did you see that report, Carrie? Oh, you know what? The Cleveland was, was ranked the most oh, stressed city in America. And, and I thought, I think Cincinnati was up there too. Um, and the high that Ohio cities. However, I think everybody, depending on their financial, maybe their work, there's a lot of things for general. It's how you react to it. But yeah, I read that and I thought, oh, that was just, that was a depressing. Right. That was a, a wallet hub survey, right? <laughs> I the, was like, yikes. Uh, Cleveland, the most stress. Yeah, well, what I mean, well, what did uh, Mayor Jackson call it? Oh, the, I don't know. You know he's like, remember, he made, remember he made that. Oh, see, I don't listen to him talk. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago where, you know, he was making a comment. Oh, you know, I, I don't know. I can't listen talk to Talk about him. term limits. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Um, so so that's why we talk about these things, because, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it does it help you get, you know, focus and say, well, because of what's happening out there on obviously things that you can't control, does that somewhat, you know, tell me that maybe I need to adjust 
an assumption that I'm making in my financial plan, create another model, a, a less rosy right. picture, and say, mm-hmm. is if this worst case scenario or less rosy case scenario mm-hmm. does happen, meaning what if we don't have a V-shaped recovery? What if it's more of a U or a W-shaped? What happens if um, I do lose my job in a second shutdown, you know, or I, I get sick with the virus and can't go to work? Mm-hmm. I, again, you know, let's model and say, okay, does that have a long-term financial effect? Well, let me tell you, though, too, if you're worried about those things or the market or whatever your worry is, financial modeling can help with that worry and hopefully make you less stressed because you know how that would a worst case scenario would impact you. And then you can turn that worry or concern into actionable steps. So, you know, if that event happens, I know what I need to do to then get back on track and be okay. And that's what we do with the estate planning team. We offer a free no obligation consultation for people who want help with these issues. Again, whether you're working, retired, single, married, widow, divorced, whatever, we've uh, blended families. We've dealt with it before. And you can call the estate planning team and we're scheduling free consultations by phone or in person at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. And you've got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. So, Carrie, are you ready to play the earnings game? Meet, beat, or miss? Okay. All right. Um, And so we're going, or just starting earnings season, you know, for the second quarter. All right. And the big banks always go first, Carrie, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and who are the largest banks, Carrie? Can you name let's t- top six? Let's look at the top I six. I don't know. Starting from uh, number six, Morgan Stanley, right? Okay. $875 billion in assets. Um, number five is Goldman Sachs. You've heard of them, Carrie? Uh-huh. $925 billion. Okay. Um, next, number four is Wells Fargo. Okay. They're coming in at $1.89 trillion in assets. Okay. Number three on the largest banks in the U.S. is Citigroup. Okay. okay. Uh, tallying in at $1.96 trillion in assets. Okay. We're up to the top two. Can you name either of the top two, Carrie? Mm, I'm not sure. Okay, I know I'm doing this off the cuff. Okay, number two is Bank of America. Okay, I was going to guess that one. Okay, $2.38 trillion. And the, the largest U.S. bank? Hmm. J.P. Morgan Chase. Oh, okay. Uh, coming in at $2.74 trillion. All right. So, um, so how did they do this, court? And the reason why, again, see, they're looking, a lot of people are looking at the big banks as a, uh, barometer of you know are we going to m- successfully navigate our way out of this recession because the big banks didn't do too well in the great recession mm-hmm. all right they had to be bailed out okay um, yeah but then they've paid look at the rates they've paid since then <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think they're going to be and some of I them think they've done, <laughs> i think they've done a good job of making sure that they're protecting their interests first and foremost above anything right well and then and there's still people <laughs> in this town the most stressed city in america right that you know that that, that are um are still you know burned up about what happened in national city bank mm-hmm. during the great recession right um so and you know and then and then supposedly the banks had to go through all this stress testing, right, to say, hey, our, do you, can, you, we can't let this happen again, big right. banks. You can't let this happen again. Right. You know, you've got to be prepared. You've got to be able to have a rainy day fund or be prepared. Or whatever. Right. So, That's what I said. I think they're in a much better position than well, they were. So this is why the earnings report is why people are paying attention okay. to the big. Okay. So number um, six. Okay. You know, Morgan Stanley, Carrie. Um, did you think they, uh, you know, did they uh, beat, meet, or miss? I'd earnings? say they missed. Okay. Well, let's see. Actually, they beat. Oh, okay. okay. So Morgan Stanley, EP earnings per share came in at $1.96. Now, remember, in this game, pennies matter, Gary. Right. right? You know, uh, okay, so um, EPS came in at $1.96. Point ninety six, and it beat the street estimate of a dollar twelve. Okay. Okay. Um, revenues came in at thirteen point four billion, beating street estimates of ten point four billion. 
Okay, James Gorman is the CEO of Morgan Stanley. Um, one of his quotes, our decade-long business transformation was intended to provide stability during times of serious stress. The second quarter tested the model, and we performed excessively well, delivering record results. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so number five is Goldman Sachs. Okay. Um, so, Carrie, what do you think? I'm going to say they missed. No, they be, they crushed, Carrie. All right, so I'm going to say all, all the right, banks okay. then beat because e- everybody parked it okay, in cash. EPS came in at $6.26 <laughs> compared to the street was looking for $3.78. Okay, then I'm going to guess that everybody parked the, their money because of the market. Goldman Sachs, the revenue came in at $13.3 billion, okay. you know, beating estimates of $9.8 billion. The biggest earnings outperformance in nearly a decade for Goldman Sachs. Okay. Um, okay, their bond trading revenue was up 150%. <laughs> Um, you know, their equity trading was up 46%. Okay. Uh, you know who the CEO of, of Goldman Sachs is, Carrie, right? David Solomon. Okay? okay. So his quote is, while the economic outlook remains uncertain, I am confident that we will continue to be the firm of choice for clients around the world. Okay. Um, number four, Wells Fargo. Carrie, do you think Wells Fargo? Beat. No. No. Wells Fargo. They, Wells Fargo's had a little bit. Well, they've of, had uh, a little trouble. Yeah, they had a little trouble. So um, the street now the street was projecting a twenty cents loss per share. Okay, um, so the street wasn't even we knew they weren't going to be uh, have positive or a positive earnings per share. So the street was looking for a twenty cents loss. Um, their actual loss was sixty six cents. Wow. Okay, um, revenue. Came in at seventeen point eight billion, missing street estimates of eighteen point four billion. Okay, um, they uh, Wells Fargo slashed their dividend to ten cents per share. Okay, hmm. um, first quarterly loss since the Great Recession. Okay, okay. Um, they said they set aside eight point nine billion for future losses. Ooh. Okay, um, so CEO Charlie Sheff said our view of the length and severity of the economic downturn has deteriorated considerably from the assumptions used last quarter. So mm. obviously Wells Fargo has to change their economic model. Well, they model. need to follow the uh, Goldman Sachs okay. um, and, and Morgan Stanley. Okay, so <laughs> uh, number three is Citigroup. Carrie, what do you think Citigroup? I think they beat or met. Okay, um, Citigroup beat, okay. EPS came in at 50 cents, beating Wall Street projections of 28 cents. Pretty, you know, handsomely. Revenue came in at 19.77 billion. Um, and we would say you were right on, Kerry. That met, you know, the 19.12 billion. Okay. okay. Um, CEO Michael Corbett, um, his quote: "While credit ca- uh, while credit costs weighed down on our net income, our overall business performance was strong during the quarter, and we've been able to navigate the COVID pandemic reasonably well." With a sharp emphasis on risk management, we are prepared for a variety of scenarios and will continue to generate our institution prudently given this unprecedented situation. You think they're running various models, Carrie. Mm-hmm. You see why I'm saying you ought to be doing this right. yourselves. You know, we all, we understand all models are wrong. Right. But some are useful. And sometimes we have people coming in thinking they're going to be okay in the long run and we actually build these conservative, realistic models and what they're thinking is going to happen. Yeah, they're going to be okay in the next two, three, four, five years, maybe even 10. But the longevity, they're coming up way short before their life expectancy based on their current thinking. And then other people who are really worried they're not going to be okay are going to be okay because there's a disconnect. People can't crunch these numbers long term in their head. And I think planning gives you the clarity of knowing okay, where am I starting today? And then how do I adjust? How do I look at those different kinds of models? All right. So we're up to the top two, Carrie. All right. So number two, Bank of America. Carrie, what do you uh, Met. Okay. Actually, they beat. Okay. All right. Well, you know, um, at EPS, um, came in at $0.37, cents, um, beating the $0.27. Cents. Um, and mm-hmm. revenue, like you said, Carrie, met. Okay. okay. Um, revenue came in at twenty-two and a half billion. Um, that was right about where uh, the Wall Street expected them. Um, okay. So they. So that leaves number one. Okay. Everybody's favorite. You know, Jamie Dimon, of course, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase. How do you think they did, Carrie? Mm, I'd say they uh, beat. 
Very good, Carrie. Um, so, you know, uh, EPS came in at $1.38, beating uh, Wall Street $1.04. Um, revenues came in at $33 billion, beating uh, estimates of $30.3 billion. Um, their trading revenue surged 79% to a record $9.7 billion. So oh, these big banks, Carrie, they made all their money in the stock mm-hmm. market recovery, right? Um, so what was Jamie, one of, one of Jamie Dimon's quotes? Um, he also said that they're, you know, by the way, they put away $8.9 billion for loan losses. Um, all right. What? How much are you building in for? Uh, Your emergency you, 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 fund or yeah. cash reserve? Um, JP Diamond said, despite some record positive macronomic data and significant decisive government action, we still face much uncertainty regarding the future path of the economy. Okay. All right. um, so all in law, um, you know, three of the largest U.S. banks said that they had set aside a whopping $28 billion for loan losses and a stark reminder that much of the economic pain from the coronavirus pandemic is still to come. Okay. Um, you know, uh, here's another quote from Jamie Dimon. The consumer's incomes are up, savings are up, home prices are up, okay? Um, but the recessionary hit is going to come later. So, you know, and that's and so that's leading to, um, you know, this idea that, you know, is, is the recovery, are we through this recession? Are we now on the V, on the ship, on the, you know, ride up? Or are we still, you know, have problems? And we keep saying on this program, you know, the stock market isn't the economy. You know, we still have a lot of people not working. We still don't have a, a vaccine, right? And we we are now seeing that we may have opened up too early. Um, and we also are coming up to the point, Carrie, where the that the CARES Act stimulus is running out. Right. Um, and maybe we'll talk a little bit about what's coming along there next. Right. And regardless of those issues, you know, you can control your financial plan and have multiple models so that you feel more comfortable in what's happening in your financial life, more comfortable making decisions maybe on the long term and just give you clarity um, and also using opportunities. You know, we talk about in the CARES Act, you know, with the minimum required distribution suspension, there's still a lot of opportunities for people who are um, who are taking minimum required distributions and thinking about Roth conversions or other opportunities to pull money out, um, you know, and max out maybe those lower brackets or pull money out if you're in a situation where later on maybe your Medicare B premiums are going to go through a threshold or capital gains or anything else. So you want to make sure that you're using every opportunity available to put more money in your pocket when you can. And you can call the estate planning team for a free no-obligation consultation. Remember, we have incentives on the website. I've added incentive for veterans, police, firefighters, first responders, right now as a thank you you can call 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com all right you listen to mark dolly and kara waddell and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team the estate planning team has been helping cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years and we do it one plan one family at a time and we've certainly have had to deal with a lot of uh election seasons carry right um and this one has got you know a little bit more heat to it i think um and you know we always say that you don't get too excited about presidential candidates campaign promises right um but we have a, a this particular year see this next uh stimulus package carry is going to have to happen before the election it actually has to happen now, you know, before August recess. Now, Nancy Pelosi did say if they don't get it done, she's scrapping the re- Did you hear that, Carrie? So she listened to you, right? So yeah. Nancy is saying if we don't have a packet by the time August recess, which I believe starts August 11th. Which is ridiculous. 
ridiculous the amount of well, the, recesses. Cause, cause, well, normally, because they go home and campaign till November. I know, but this is ridiculous. They're paid servants of the people. I mean, yeah. that's really what politicians are supposed to be. So we have, so, so Nancy's saying we might have to cancel the August recess to get this next stimulus bill done, which I call the fifth bill, right, Carrie? Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, because you remember the, you know, why do I call it the fifth bill? Well, remember the first one was the $8.3 billion emergency coronavirus spending right. package. You know, that was done on March 6th, right? But, you know, a lot of people don't even count that one, Carrie, because it was so small. It was only $8.3 billion, right? Then you had the, uh, on March 18th, you had the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That was $104 billion. That was some serious scratch, right, mm-hmm. Carrie? Um, but then the biggie, uh, the third one, was the CARES Act 1, right? That was passed March 27th. That was a $2.2 trillion. Now we are getting serious, right, um, with the helicopter money and the, you know, um, and all the, you know, the, 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 the money that, go, that, that went to the, it's called the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, right, the CARES Act. Um, that was a big one. And then um, the fourth one was the PP program, right, Carrie, the, mm-hmm. the Paycheck Protection Program and Health Care Enhancement Act. You know, and that was four hundred eighty-four. I think it billion. was the PPP, Mark. <laughs> but, uh, no, well, you know what I meant. Um, I did a lot, a lot of controversy over the PP plan. Um, yeah. um, it's still, we're still learning about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I it think did it did some, work. Right? But I think it also helped some people that it shouldn't have helped. Okay, that's and that was story. passed April twenty-fourth, and so. Those were the four that were had, you know, congressional voting to get it done, right? Total about two point eight trillion. Okay. Um then we had, you know, since then, you know, Nancy in the House passed their Heroes Act, right? The Health and Economic Recovery Omnibus Emergency Solutions Act. That was a three trillion. That's the one that, you know, the Senate you know, pretty much said it's dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone's waiting for Mitch McConnell's version, you know, before the July 4th recess, you know, right. he threw out and said, well, we're thinking more a trillion, not three trillion. OK. Oh, um, well, once you get to that number, it really is. And so we're all waiting, you know, to see. But but but, but here, though, you know, the Republicans have a have a kind of an issue, Carrie. Right. Because, you know, Trump's polls have been falling. Right. It depends. Now, I've read different things that those aren't necessarily depends who pulls. I've seen other one that he's gaining momentum. Right. And then we've got some, um, you know, and and again, but, you know, let's let's just say Joe Biden does win Mm -hmm. in the White House. That doesn't give the Democrats power to change. You know, it's the votes in the Senate that count. Right. But this is where do you have to seriously start considering a Democratic agenda, a tax agenda? You know, if the the uh, Democrats can gain seats in the Senate and they don't they figure they only need three or four seats to pick up, Carrie. Um, In other words, they'll need four seats to pick up if Trump wins. But if Biden wins, they'll only need three seats to pick up because Biden's VP to to be announced right, would have the deciding vote in the Senate. So um, and there's at least five or six um, states uh, seats that that are way up in the air. Uh, Michigan, you know, Gary Peters, a Democrat versus uh, John James, a Republican. Right now, the Democrats winning Arizona. Um, Mark Kelly, uh, you know, the Democrat, um, former astronaut, you know, is, is putting up a fight against Martha McSally, you know, the the um, the, the you know, who's in there right now. Um, you got North Carolina is an important one. Tom Tillis of the Republican is in trouble, they say. You know, Cal Cunningham is, is leading him in the polls. Colorado, um, the, you know, Democrat John Hickenlooper. Remember, he was the one he was a former Colorado governor. And then he was also um, he was running for president. Right. Until, you know, he dropped out. Um, they say, you know, he's got a good chance of beating the incumbent Republican Cory Gardner. Right. Um, then you've got Maine. Remember, you know, the Republican in Maine, Susan Collins. Remember, she's had a feud with Trump, right. you know, over time. So they say, you know, the the the, the Democrat uh, you know, going against her, Sarah Gideon, you know, and so. Those right there. Then you've got some people thinking that Lindsey Graham's in trouble, you know, in South Carolina. Some people even think Mitch McConnell's in trouble in Kentucky. Now, I don't think I think that's in the I think I definitely think Mitch McConnell will re, re, uh, win reelection. Lindsey Graham, I think, will, too. But the other one, so um, so, you know, you could have a, um, 
a thing. Now, now, which go out and vote because when you're talking about core philosophies of people, it's important. Um, you know, so you know, so so what are so, so you know? We'll be talking about um, you know, obviously we're you know keeping our eyes and ears open to see what is going to be in this next stimulus package. So there's my point, Carrie, is that. If the you know as much as the conservative you know side of the Republicans don't want more than a trillion dollar package, if they may say, hey, we got to up that if we want to win, if we want to reelect and keep our positions in order to you keep the direction of the company country that you know, you well, it's a it. game, unfortunately. Um, you know, and and so so what are the major um you know, things that, you know, that are up for negotiation in what I'm calling the fifth deal, the fifth bill, right? Um, well, one is the unemployment benefits, right? In other words, mm-hmm. um, this $600, you know, pandemic unemployment assistance, you know, the PUA right. is running out of here at the end of July. Okay. Okay. And there's still a lot of people out of work. Right. But um, then there's also, have you read, like I've read our where companies are trying to get people to come back to work and they aren't because they're getting paid more right. with the bonus to stay home. Right. And that's that's the negotiation part. Um, right. You, you know, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi said, yeah, we're doing, you know, in our heroes, we, let's keep the 600 going. Right. Um, you know, she you know, they want it, you know, other than. um but they wanted to, you know, but the Democrats wanted that it would eventually cascade down, Carrie. Um, it would be like go down 100 a week, you know, and then and then once the state's level of unemployment got down to 6 percent, then it would end. So, so you know, um, you know, and Nancy's quote is, you know, they make a big fuss over six hundred dollars when they are willing to give two trillion in tax breaks at a cost of two trillion to our national debt um, to give tax breaks to their friends. Mm-hmm. People need the six hundred dollars, you know. So Pelosi's again saying that you know Trump's tax, you know, cha- tax law of, of twenty seventeen, it was just you know for the rich, um, like her. <laughs> um, now you've got you know Stephen Moore, you know he's one of the right. Trump's you know White House advisors. You know his quote is, "We can't allow the benefits to be extended, or we are not going to have jobs recovery in the fall." That's I gar- part of it, right? I guarantee you, it's not going to be six hundred dollars. But that number is negotiable. Now, Stephen Moore isn't one of the people I say you need to listen to. No, but okay. he's right. If people aren't going back to work, how about, that's not good either. Right. And how about Mitch McConnell? Okay, so he did back the $600 in CARES Act 1. Um, you know, but in recent public appearances, he's called it a mistake. Okay, he's now more prone to an unemployment level that didn't top workers' previous salaries. See, right. Okay. Uh, so, you know, so what's an independent group, Carrie? Well, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce made some recommendations. Okay. okay? And and a lot of Senate Republicans listened to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Um, and what they said is, you know, completely withdrawing the 600 risks significant individual hardship, as well as a drop in consumption, i.e. that consumer retail right. sales report, that holds back economic recovery. See, that's the threat, right? In other mm-hmm. words, if you if you don't extend it, you know what's going to happen. You know, they suggest a payment to cover eighty to ninety percent of the previous wage, okay, um, with a four hundred cap on the weekly benefit, and then it would be lowered when states reach an unemployment rate of fifteen percent, and then eliminated when the states unemployment rate gets to seven. Okay. So it's more, you know, more designed along those lines. Okay. Another big one is, you know, are you going to get a second stimulus check? Mm, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. Um, and, you know, chances are. I've been reading that article since I think like end of May or early no, June. I, I think you are, Carrie. But I, okay. well, there will be a second round of stimulus checks, but I don't know if you're going to get it. Right. Well, which is interesting because even. My mom, who's and dad are retired, they said, you know, obviously it's money, then they're going to, they pay taxes, so they weren't going to refuse it. But they said, we're not making, we're not employed anymore. They were like, why are we getting this? But so if you're planning the Hawaii trip and that, and that the second stimulus check you were counting on, you might not want to, you know, count your, you know, chickens with a hatchet, Um, you know, because basically um, where before the threshold Mm -hmm. was pretty high. Right, it was like right. seventy five thousand for a single, one hundred and fifty thousand right. for married filing jointly, and then and capped then it, out. Right. All 
right? Um, you know what what the Democrat what the Republican you know Democrats and their heroes act wanted you know the the, the twelve hundred going on right now they wanted the same level even a more of a family cap than right. the first round. But the Republicans are saying mm, no, maybe that threshold needs to be cut in half. Um, and you know it gets back to Jerome Powell's. Remember another voice I say you got to listen to. Mm-hmm. Remember he said he gave that statistic that you know that shocked a lot of people. He said forty percent of the households earning forty thousand dollars are on are out of work. That's huge. Okay, um, and so. Um, Mitch McConnell in the Senate picked up on that forty thousand, and they're saying maybe if your if your income, that's when they start phasing out the second round of stimulus checks. Okay. Um, so you know, kind of going from there, um, there's going to have to be state and local aid, Carrie, right? Um, including how you know schooling. I mean, the schools are going to need money to reopen. Um, now, the Democrats are. St- kind of saying let's not reopen the schools right oh yeah and parents are saying like me you better reopen the schools or i will never vote for another levy um but and trump's kind of saying if schools if you don't open you're not getting any money which i'm all for that because that's the case then i'll just homeschool and do it myself and not but you know property taxes are going to go up uh, sales taxes are going to go up gasoline tax is going to go up you got that um and people are going to be laid off from the school systems, and it's a big problem. Right. Open schools um, and take precautions. You know, um, and then now, what the and also what what Mitch McConnell, you know, a voice you got to listen to, definitely wants. It's a, it's it's a deal breaker for him is liability protection for companies who do open up again. Which I agree. Okay. Because uh, we need to open up the economy. I mean, you can't wait. Now, Trump wants one of his you know says i want the payroll tax cut okay okay um i'm not sure if that's gonna happen you know i mean i don't know how i don't know how much that helps i mean it helps a little but it it doesn't help if you're unemployed right um you know so you know so we'll see so again well that will probably happen um within um, before the August recess, because I think Nancy does want to go on recess, so I think of course she does. I think she's going to make a deal before with with Mitch. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, Carrie. Um, you mentioned you know the the RMD not having RMD this year, but right. you know what happened to those people that already paid, you know, or already did, already paid took it because we have some clients that did January February, right? And but they had withholding done, right? Right. That's a little um, trickier. And so the question is, well, in that case, you know, so we all know now that, you know, um, the IRS, you know, in, in one of their uh, notices saying you know, it's, it's notice 2020-51 that um, you are allowed to roll back the money. You have until August 31st, regardless of how many distributions you took, you know, the, the 60-day right. rollover is kind of waived. You know, okay. the, the one every, you know, right. 365 days. Special rule, right? Um, but people are saying, well, Mark, I'd like to do that, but I had withholding taxes. How do I get my withholding taxes back in? Right. Or how do, do I get them back from the government? So we're not, we're not exactly sure how that's going to work, but this is how we think it's going to work, Gary. Um, you know, let's say if you took $20,000 out of your IRA and you had 20% federal withholding. So you had a $16,000 net payment and 4000 okay. went to you know, the government. If you want to redo it, you put all $20,000 back. Okay. Okay. So it's not a taxable distribution. And then when you file your tax return, you ask for the 4000 back. Okay. Words, that you, would be easier than trying to do it in the interim. Taxes. So I think, I think that's how it's going to work. All right. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.